Welcome back to a weekly dish. Thanks for joining us on the first Saturday of February. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Alex Laudner. Hello. And we are, uh, she's filling in for Hanson, who is in uh, south of the border. She's in Mexico, living the beach life, watching the turtles, apparently. Plenty of turtle shots on her Instagram. <laughs> They're super cute. I can't even, I can't even say anything. I'm no. so bitter. Okay. You're so bitter because you're not there. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I feel that. Uh, hey, we did have a quick, uh, we had one, f- uh, holdover question about a fondue recipe. I don't really have a favorite fondue recipe other than I kind of mix a bunch of cheeses. I try to stay with Gruyere, maybe a little bit of Emmentaler and then a little bit of a garlic clove in there, you know, and a little white wine. White wine. I was going to say white wine. Although chocolate fondue is really a completely different thing. It but is. That would be where I'd go. Yeah. I owe my fondues. No, I, I never know. do chocolate. No, I'm you don't like sweets. Sweet. I know. I know. And I'm like. I want, but, and then I remember when we were kids, I think my mom did like the oil fondue where you fried the things. And I think I'm terrified of that. Like, I'm terrified of that. Just throw a whole turkey yes, dress in I there. Yes, I know. And then I'll be like, because, and also if you don't have it at the right temp, like all you get is like an oil bomb, you know, like for me, I don't remember. I remember them being delicious, but no, I'm sticking to cheese. Let me just be clear. Emmentaler, Gruyere, white wine, and a garlic clove chopped up in there. Paprika? Sure. Sure. If you're feeling it. I mean, why not? Maybe even like a little pesto in there swirled in. That might give you a different dimension. Uh, oil. No? I know, but there's like oil that might not be too bad. I don't know. Maybe on top. Sure. How about fondue on the side or pesto on the side? Um. All right. we It's time for top two in hour two. Give me the old one. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two... Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, winning, winning, winning. All right, this is the time that we talk about a couple things that we're sort of obsessed with, that's on our mind, we can't stop thinking about. I do want to just let you know that I just found a 15 amazing fondue recipes, and I'm going to post that, so just so you know. Brie and chive fondue. What? Brie and chive fondue. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. But so, that's just brie. I like stick your brie in the oven. Brie. I'm in for that. I might make that one tonight. Sure. I'll be right over. Okay. Uh, all right. Top two and our two. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go. Okay. So my first one is going to be. It can be anything, you know. So um, that you're kind of in love with. I'm in love with the dogs I met last night at the Klondike. Derby. I saw those pictures. The oh my dog gosh. derby out in Excelsior. It's happening. It might be happening as we speak. They might be mushing. As we speak, but I gotta say, if you're at all interested in huskies, they had a, like a dog meet and greet <laughs> last night, and it was freezing cold. But we were out in Excelsior with some friends, <clears throat> and we I went to the back behind uh, the Bull and Run, which is the old Jake O'Connors, and they had the pups there, and we chatted up the the mushers and 
saw some doggos and it was great. And Are I the just, mushers the dogs or their handlers? The mushers are the handlers. Okay. The guys, like this one guy we were talking to, Team Nine, go Team Nine. He um he was telling us all about his pups. We met his pups, and then he was like, We said, So are they sleeping outside tonight? Or like, how are you doing? Like, these people have come from all over for this. And he said he's going back to St. Cloud. He'll put the pups in the barn, you know, and like and then he'll he'll come back out a heated barn. But he's but they were all like they had these little kennels that they were sleeping in. The dogs had like, you know, straw and everything else. And anyway, it's going on today. They are basically in Excelsior. Then they do this huge loop around Lake Minnetonka. They're going to be mushing all around the perimeter of the Lake Minnetonka. That's big. What's the forecast? 40 miles. I don't know. It's like 22 today. It's going to be great. So. And then they come back and they're going to land in Excelsior. Like they've put snow up and down the main street so that these dogs can run their sleds right up the street, which is great. If you go, there's a great little village, Klondike Village down by the water, you know, and there's like there's Excelsior Brewing and there's bonfires and s'mores and all sorts of good stuff. So this is my recommendation. If you're looking for something to do today that isn't maybe the Winter Carnival or Great Northern, that's what I would go do. Fun. Okay, what's your what's your first one? So my first one, I'm I'm noticing a theme. I'm noticing that so far this hour and six minutes, I've talked about travel. Mm-hmm. I've talked about Mediterranean food. Yeah. Uh, and my family, right? Yeah. Is that the three things? That's okay, so I'm going to stick with travel for a minute. <laughs> and this is going to make me sound awful, but I watch a lot of travel vloggers Do, wait, on YouTube. Vloggers? Obsessed. Like video blogging? Correct, on YouTube. Okay, YouTubers. YouTubers. Okay. YouTubers, that's the name. Okay, YouTubers. I say YouTubers, but I'm not right. Vloggers is yeah. wrong? Okay, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. YouTubers. Anywho, they travel a lot, and so they go to lounges. And oh. I have been obsessed with getting into lounges the last couple of years. And lounges is in, not, are airport, you talking airport lounges? Airport lounges. Oh. finally arrived, Steph. I'm in a point in my, I know. I'm in a point in my life. I was as excited to go into the lounge as I was to travel. I wanted my husband to bring me to bring us to the airport four Five hours, hours early. early. Right. Yeah. So we went to Escape Lounge in the Minneapolis MSP Airport, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which um, I don't know exactly what he did, but JD Fratsky coordinated their food prog- program. Is somehow involved with their food program, and it was just. It starts off your. Travel Your day. vacation day better. Completely. I had three cappuccinos, Ooh. fresh food, French toast, and little frittatas. Wow. And you, I know. And you're sitting at a window in, in a cushy chair, and you're looking out the window at airplanes, and it just starts the whole day off. Completely, completely different scenario than sitting at the gate. So this is where you go through TSA. You go and, through the whole thing. And then you're in the main concourse area and you find this little escape place. And I think it's, I remember where it was. Cause I think upstairs, it, yeah. yeah. And then you either pay to get in or you have a code to get in or how does that you work? You cannot, as far as I know, you cannot pay to get in. And so, for example, I fly Delta. And so I could have gone to the Delta lounge, but I would have had to pay $39 for my daughter to come in with me. And for her little orange juice right. and French Not toast, I didn't think that was it. worth it. But uh, because I have an American Express card, which she's laughing at me right now, I can I can hear you can that. Hear it, yes. you feel it. Because of that, <clears throat> we were able to go to the Escape Lounge, which is an American Express Lounge, and she was able to come in with me. But it's really just about the experience, especially during COVID. Yeah, it's just so I just don't want to be around people. Right, right. No, and I so you. you have tons of space, and everything feels clean and. 
So they tell you when your flight is. So you can. So you have to apply. So you have to. How do you get it? How does like our average person get it? They just. I think of myself as an average person. I just have an American Express card. And that's it. That's all it takes. Correct. Okay. This Correct. is great. I'm expecting a text for my daughter any minute. I know. Fun of me. But listen, I think that when you're traveling, like it's become, there's so much that used to be a luxurious part of airplane travel that Remember is gone. Remember that? Well, right. no, even like, like you, you buy a ticket, but you then have to pay for your seat as well. <laughs> like, I just don't understand that. Period. Oh, it used to be people, well, way back before our time, people would dress up to oh, fly. Oh, no, no, no. Way, way, way back. Right. But even when I was flying as a, as a younger kid, KLM, you know, they give you tea and cook. All of it. It's just a completely different experience. When I flew, I, when I flew to LA this time, I was in the middle seat between two guys, Mm -hmm. all of us, you know, smaller people. Uh And we were so crowded. I, I couldn't, they keep taking inches away. I know. So anyway, any way that you can start your, travel especially if it's for business but any way you can start your travel in a slightly more pleasant way in a nice mood yes so do it so chef if you i don't know how he was involved but i don't know if he's still involved i think that was in the very beginning i texted him he didn't answer but yeah so i think that you know they kind of come in they give their blessing and then they move on but it was it was just so lovely okay all right. Um, I'm going to give you a quick There's- second one, and then you have another one. Um, my quick second one is going to be uh, that I had the Kamion feast dropped off last night. We, a bunch of girls and I, were in Excelsior, and we were hanging out, um, and and a dinner and the Kamion feast from you, you from Union Mung Kitchen, Yivang stuff. Literally, you guys, they came, they dropped, they set up this huge table with banana leaves and, you know, beautiful mung sausage and purple sticky rice and shrimp and chicken and the, all the things that we all, and sat down and we just all ate with our hands. And it was so easy. I just can't tell you how easy it was that it's a really great option to do. It's the Kamion Feast um, that they can bring to your table, any table. It's a great idea for a girls' night out. We all sat around drinking wine, licking our fingers. It was fun. So that's my second. Give me your second one. So my second one is keeping in the theme. We're going back to the Mediterranean oh, yeah. situation. And my husband and I have been trying to lose the COVID-19, as yeah. everyone else has. And so we've been eating meals and, and doing our best. And my go-to is what I, is my version of an Israeli salad. Oh. So I make it basically two, three times a week, and I just keep it in a giant thing in my fridge. And it's chopped up cucumbers, tomatoes, onions, and then whatever else you want. You can throw in feta, you can throw in an egg, yes. you can throw in corn. Yes. No lettuce. That's the rule. Okay. No greens. Oh. And I sort of cheat a little bit, and I use tortilla chips as my utensils. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big thing online, that was like one of the TikTok raves of the next year was salad as like dip. Did you know this? I did not. This is a thing. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we are going to dive a little bit deeper into some of this stuff. We're also going to talk about Super Bowl snacking and potential Valentine reservations for you. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Knob Creek. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm Steph March. I'm here with Alex Laudner, if you don't know. Alex, what is like your most favorite thing that you've written in the Twin Cities? Like, What's an article that you wrote that you loved? For Eater, many years ago, I covered W.A. Frost, oh. and I got to talk to the owners there, John, and it was really a deep dive, which was really fun to sort of get behind the scenes of what it means to own into the decisions that go into that. And you can 
think what you want about those specific people, but yeah. it was really fun to have the deep dive into the people behind the food. Food's oh, fun. And food's I love, fun. you know this, I yep. love yep. the listicles as we've such a bad word in our business, but I love it. Yeah. But yeah, that was really fun to learn the thought process behind the business decisions. That's good. It was really fun. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I love that. We'll look that up. Seriously. W.A. Frost, it's Alice Lauder, years ago. Eater. Well, yeah, it may not be on there. They're not exactly winning at ear right now. So (laughs) I'll just say that. I can say that. I have a radio show. Anyway, so uh, let's talk a little bit about um, Super Bowl snacking, because I want to know, are you are you a Super Bowl watcher at all? No. Do you even watch for commercials? I watch only for the commercials. No, I don't know what teams are playing. There are oftentimes where I'm like. So who are the teams? The day of. I do happen to know that the Rams are in it because oh. we were in flight when they won. Oh, and, and people everyone the mach- had their mm-hmm, everyone had their screens on. Oh, so I'm gonna I root. I find different stupid reasons to root for a specific team. Yeah. Mostly it's location, right? And anything that does not involve Tom Brady, <laughs> which sounds like then he's I'll done. Vote, I'll right? vote for yeah, right? Okay. I'll yeah. vote for that. I, you know, well, we can get super political. I don't like the the name situation of the different teams, but yeah, uh, snacks. Let's snacks. talk about snacks. So the bigger thing for me, though, is like you know, it's a reason to sort of like you know have the snacks. Yes, and sit around and watch. To me, I know it's like marketing and all the rest, but I think it's also creativity because like if you're paying that much for a Super Bowl ad. You know, then I think about content and that's obviously part of my, you know, my vibe. But I like to I like the creativity of the ads or at least I hope for the creativity of the ads. Right. Yeah. In the cultural moment. Sure. But I also do love the fact that we get to like sort of sit around and eat junk food. And it's an excuse. Not that you need an excuse, but if you want one, you get one. Um, I'm going to ask you about chicken wings in five seconds. So thinking about where your favorite chicken wings are. But I do think that, you know, lately there's sort of a thing where everyone's like chicken wings are so expensive. And I have, you know, and then there's the shortages and all the things. And that always happens around, you know, big events. Like they'll say like there's a guacamole or avocado shortage and it helps drive all this stuff. And it's like "Mm," we don't tend to buy into that too, too much, you know. But I do think that there is they are more expensive now than they have been chicken wings. So, do you have a place that you love chicken wings from? Yes, Brunson's. Oh, you do? Oh, they're pretty good. They are so good. I'm not a huge chicken wing, <clears throat> excuse me, person, but they're dry. Dry they're drier. Dry oh, delicious. I know. Yeah, we were just there a couple of weekends ago with some friends. We got two servings for the table. Nice. So good. Nice. And I just love everything at Brunson's. They can do no wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. We are we are Brunson's fans here as well. This is true. Um, if you want to do like a super spread, I have to tell you that I I did have I did happen to uh, hang out on Fox News yesterday and talk a little bit about a couple of things. One of the places you guys Lowry Hill Meats obviously love them. They have not only can you buy the charcuterie platters and everything else. Here's a couple of things. One. You can get like a sandwich platter. If you have a bunch of people coming over, you can get a huge platter of their sandwiches, which are really delicious. But my favorite, there's two things that they do there that I love. I love if you're going to do this and you're having people over, maybe maybe even it's just a few of you. The idea that you get one of those massive long hoagie sandwiches like that's made from a full baguette is I don't know why that just is like the thing that makes me happiest. You should just do that for yourself. I know, but like they have the good meats. And so they do smoked ham, salami, smoked turkey. And then they put all the stuff and they call it the Jersey do. And it's 35 bucks for this giant sandwich. How many people would you say it feeds? I mean, it depends on who's hungry. Let's be clear. Like if you think you can eat half a baguette, 
Let's see. That's a fourth baguette. You could do, I think you could probably feed about six people. Okay. And that's pretty great of a deal. Because you're also having probably chips and you're also having maybe some chili. Yeah. Snackers like that. Absolutely. I'm feeling that. Um, They also have a muffaletta there that you can buy. Like a big, giant muffaletta. Which that sandwich for me is one of those ones that I still am like, I search for the best ones. Where is the best one? I don't know. I do love the one at Mini Row Market out in Hopkins. They make a great muffaletta. Um, But I'm still like finding some of them get too bready. Like they don't understand that you're supposed to be like it's salami cheese. It's the top and yod. You have to have that olive mix in there to me. A little jardinera. Mm -hmm. A little something. It has to be kind Mm -hmm. of a soaky sandwich. Right. Crusty bread. Yes. But it's hard to find them. I mean, I don't know why we don't have like a hard and fast muffaletta history here. Because it's Minnesota? It's, yeah, that's why. Um, but I do love them. And so they are also have one of those at Lowry Hill Meats. Um, and then the other one I wanted to make sure that you guys knew about was, what about like meatballs? Is meatballs, are those our Super Bowl snack? Is that a, is that a Super Absolutely, Bowl snack? Absolutely. You think right? so? Well, in the little crock pot, little teeny tiny I mean, is that what pots? you think? Well, this one. I'm, I don't, I don't eat that, but. No. But I think it's. People do. People. People. Yeah. You know, th- other them. people. Um, what about, so Joey Meatballs has a deal. Oh, I love Joey Meatballs. Do you love Joey Meatballs? I do. I do. I love Josh's stuff. Yeah. I know. So he's got a great deal. He's got a bucket of balls. And he's, of course, going to do a bucket of balls. And they're going to be either like a dozen. And they're huge. They're not tiny. These are like, mm-hmm. you know, these are like. I'd oh, yeah. You get one usually, right? It's and like a, a baseball, right? right? So it's a bucket of baseballs. And it's like, so you get 12 of them for 44 bucks. You're also getting sauce. You're also getting bread. No pasta. No pasta. Okay. But this is just like, yeah, you're just eating your meatballs with your with your His regular size meatball, though? Yeah. Because that's, yeah. It's big. Yeah. For 44 bucks for right. 12 of them. And then for six of them, you want to do a half dozen, it's 24. Okay. You can pick those up or you can have them delivered. But I think that's nice. one of those also good ones. Like, you know, like you can have those done and ready. Like you can do wings and everything else. But having like a really good meatball. I feel like you do need a meal. Yes. You know, because snacking is really fun. You just snack all day. We used to do Super Bowl parties, and we had a chili cook-off. So everyone oh, would bring... Oh, that's and We nice. had a little pumpkin that we gave as a trophy. Yep. And, um, but yeah, I think that you do want that sort of hearty break in the middle. Maybe yeah. during... Is it called? Halftime. It, halftime. Sorry. Sports ball. Sports ball halftime. Yeah. That in the third where, period. Yes. <laughs> if they're in the penalty box, then no. Um... <laughs> I we always Jake and I always did sheet pan nachos. That was kind of our big treat. I just I don't have the kid this year, so I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to eat the whole sheet pan nachos myself. Order yourself a I'm gonna get a a Jersey Dew sandwich all for myself. Yes. Crying to my sandwich. It's also gonna be his birthday too, so that'll be hard. Oh anyway, we'll be right back. (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are so glad that you could join us today. And by the way, if you miss any part of our Really, really important, deeply and talented, important chatter today. <laughs> Solving world problems <laughs> right. at 9 a.m. on a right. Saturday. Then you definitely want to uh, get a hold of uh, any podcast anywhere. You can Google us. You can just Google Weekly Dish and then it comes up in a podcast. Really? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you can just find it. Technology. It's just right there on Google. We got her. Okay. We are so lucky, you guys, to be joined by Miss Shay Sandifer. Are you there, Shay? I'm here. Welcome to the show. Yay. You guys, I am so excited about this thing that is happening that I wanted to have Shay come on and talk about it because um, I, you know, I'm just, there's a lot of great things that 
you know, events and things that pop up in the Twin Cities. But this one to me is, um, it's just really, really, I think, thoughtful and experiential and something that I think we're all looking for. So Shay is a uh, part of a group of women or uh, I mean, with Julie Burton, it's the, a group of two, but then I'm there. So now it's a group of three. <laughs> and it, there's an interesting idea of doing a, a dinner called stories behind the menu that Shay kind of had a moment uh, about. I wrote a blog about it this week, but Shay, let's talk a little bit about like what stories behind the menu is and why you decided that you wanted to do something like this. Yes. Um, So I had a book club for my business, the new MPLS before the pandemic. And, you know, people were tired of doing zoom. So we kind of had put the book club on hold and used to have it at my house and do dinners. And it was just a really great time to get, you know, go through some new books and get together and just have great um, conversations. So took a hold, you know, put it on hold and then wanted to bring it back, but I wanted to bring it back. I feel the last two years, we really have gone through a lot and we need to come together in a positive way. So I thought no better thing to bring the book club back and then let's sit down and have dinner and talk about what this book means to us, how it affects our lives and how we can really understand what cuisine, where it comes from. And I brought it to Julie uh, Burton, the owner of Modern Wealth. And, um, we decided to, I told her about it. She really liked the idea. She said, let's do it. So we curated this idea of doing a four part series quarterly that hones in on different cultures and ethnicities. So we are starting with the docu-series High on the Hog, um, which came out May of 2021. So great. This is, have you guys, you know, this, I think we talked about this when it came out a little bit, but it is such an interesting deep dive into, right. you know, the African American uh, influence and impact on the food that we eat today and really a historical look that was, uh, that is just sort of, and I think there's, Shay, I think there's a second season coming out too now. There is, yes, yes. So, there was the book first by Jessica B. Harris, mm-hmm. and then they made the docuseries, which is four parts. And Stephen Scatterfield, Scatterfield, pardon me, yeah. um, was the food writer that traced the origins of African American cuisine through the lines of Africa to Texas. So I think it was perfect to start with. It's Black History Month. We need to learn the positive side and not the negative that's always portrayed on the media to, you know, lighten it up yeah. and understand, we'll you know, we need too. a little fun right now, yeah. right? We need fun. Yes. So what better way than to have different people in the Twin Cities come together, sit down, you know, if you haven't seen the docuseries, we'll be playing it that evening, and we can talk about what this cuisine, how African-American cuisine shaped the United States. And then we're going to hone in every quarter and talk about different cuisine. We're going to move on to Jewish and indigenous and Mexican-American and Asian-American. We're going to keep it going. We need to learn from each other and how this is the best way, I feel, in a positive way with a book, a docuseries, and food. And, and I, I love, have to bring out. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say I love the fact that not only are, is there <clears throat> discussion about ideas and history and you know tracing cultural you know lines through where food travels, but then you get to sit and have dinner that sort of brings it to life. And so what you're doing is. Yes. You are having, you know, like Chef Kay and Mariam from, yeah, uh, are, they're going to be making yeah. food and they're, you know, women of yeah. African descent. And, and that's exciting to me to, to experience their food after the discussion about that food. 
Right. And that's what we really want it to. So this is what makes it extra special. From every uh, cuisine we go into, that chef of that ethnicity will be making the food. So uh, Kay and Mariam, Chef Kay and Mariam, Kay's Revolutionary Catering, great friends of mine. They have an amazing business, and I thought that they should be the first to set this off. Um, their cuisine is comes from the heart and soul. Um, it's, it's part of who they are from our ancestors, and I thought they, were, they would set it off in a way like no other. When people come, they're really going to enjoy this cuisine. They have a beautiful menu that's a surprise, so we're not telling. Okay. Um, yes, but it's this beautiful, elegant, you know, soulful cuisine that's going to warm our soul while we have this discussion. Right, and I think that there's something to say, like, and you know, I, you and I were talking about how it's when you're sitting down with people that you may you're sharing flavors and maybe it's not you know every maybe everyone at your table isn't someone you know and maybe it maybe it's like some friends that you decide to bring along but then there's other people there and and you're kind of all in a moment and i think when we talk about like <clears throat> bridging you know uh, bridging sort of gaps and make, helping yeah. people understand different ways and really i think like breaking bread with people and just having those moments together is so important it is, and it's a learning lesson for everybody to learn from each other. We need to stop all this nonsense. Um, we're not well as a community. We're not well as a country. And I think if we learn how to respect each other through everything we've all been through, we can come together, and this is our start that Julie and I are trying to do in our area of wellness. And then, and so then we talked about the fact that, so then we have, you were talking the next one, it's going to be a deep dive into the Jewish cuisine. And Alex, my yeah. co-host today is a friend of Julie and knows and is, was born in Israel. And yeah. so Alex, is there things that look like that you feel that people don't know that maybe like, you know, this dinner could help teach them about the Jewish cuisine? The interesting, yes, I think that the fact that there's two very distinct types of Jewish cuisine, for example, Ashkenazi mm-hmm. Jew and Sephardic Jew, and when I think about my food, it's really middle, it's Middle Eastern. It's really Arabic mm-hmm. yeah. and it's in its origin yeah. hummus and, and that little salad I was talking about. And so there's lots of it's it's really more of a melting pot than I think people understand. Yeah. But see, this mm-hmm. is the thing. I think that it could be interesting to be in that space and really understand that instead of just thinking that, you know, oh, I know I've I've heard what, you know, Jewish food is, but I don't really know. You know what I mean? Really kind of digging into like right. the meanings behind things is so interesting. Absolutely. And obviously the history goes way back. What was brought to what country and how did that right. then change? So my grandparents going to Israel maybe had a different interpretation than my aunts who came to New York. Right. Right, right, right. I'll be at that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we want to talk about is how our ancestors brought rice in their hair over, how we, you know, the yams, the difference between that and a sweet potato, how, you know, you used to not be able to grow yams here because of our soil. So just how much all that cuisine is brought in, like you're saying, and it's going to be very interesting to learn over the next year. I think so. I think, and then so after, and so we talked about, you know, doing indigenous and doing uh, yeah. Mexican as well. And like, mm-hmm. and then there's just, there's so many different ways to go about this. I think there's so many great opportunities. There is. And we're excited because every one of them will be at Modern Well. Um, and we're just, you know, every time it will be a new experience. So we want to take, you know, we want to take everyone, you know, on a fantasy 
and, and then bring it to reality. Yeah. Yeah. So now the tickets, then the first dinner is on February 17th. And I'm talking yeah. with Shay Sandifer, and the, and the series is called Beh- Stories Behind the Menu. And it's taking place at Modern Well, which is a female, uh, like a women's co-working space. In sort yeah. of like right on 394, kind of heading out into the same, into the Golden Valley area. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be a couple hours. Tickets are $175 for, uh, non-members. If you are a member of Modern Well, if you're a member of the co-working space, it's 150 We actually, we dropped the price. Oh, you did? Great. Yes. Yeah. So we dropped the price. So the first 10 people that signed up, they're getting a special gift. So we dropped it down um, to 100 and 125. Okay, okay, that's great, that's awesome. And so then that's going to be 125 for non-members and 100 dollars for members, right? Correct. Okay, and you get with that you get you know not only you get a full dinner, you know, multi-course dinner, but you're getting um, you know the discussion. You're getting you know all sorts of fun like uh, you you know presentation. We're going to be talking with people. We're going to be really digging into things and beverages and the whole thing. So that's that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, we're there's going to be lots going on. So lots of uh, interaction. We want everyone to come. Um, we will be asking for, um, so either show your vaccination card or three days, 72, what is it? 72 hours uh, of a a negative test. Excellent. So um, just remember that everyone, we want everyone to stay safe so we can have more of these throughout the year. And so, uh, yes, but there's going to be drinks, there's going to be music, there's going to be food, there's going to be Q&A because you're moderating. Yes. So, yes. So Stephanie is moderating, so we're really excited about that. So just be prepared to have some good, healthy fun. Good. And, and people can buy tickets on Modern Wells website, and we'll put up a link for you. And, Shay, it's yeah. going to be fun. I can't wait to see you then. Yes, it's coming up. So you guys have um, two weeks to the – just a little over two – under two weeks. But we're, uh, ticket sales are open, so please go to modernwell.com. Come and get your tickets. Awesome. All right. Thanks for joining us, Shay. We'll see you later, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Weekly Dish. And we are just kind of wrapping up the show. Um, I have to say, I am. Uh, hope you guys come to that dinner that we just talked about. I put, I'll put the article up. It was on mspmag.com. But Stories Behind the Menu is one of those those dinner sessions that I think is just a step different. You know what I mean? I, I'm, you know, like we, I love beer dinners. I love like going to theme things and I love events like that, but I wanted, I've been craving something experiential that is a little bit, has a little bit more guts to it than just I'm having six plates of food, you know? Absolutely. Well, and we were talking about that before the people behind the food, that's what makes, that's what, yeah, you need to sustain yourself. You need to just go out for those tacos, but yeah. Well, and there's, really there's nothing wrong in going with your friends and enjoying a great meal and sure. sitting down and doing all the things. And I'm, there, I'm not saying against that. I'm just craving, I'm just craving something else too. And especially when I know a lot of people are not going out as often as they were, like you were saying. And so to me, it's like, if you're going to go out maybe once in two weeks, do something like that. That's going to be expanding. And there's like an assignment. <laughs> Learn it's, something. It's an easy assignment. You get to watch four episodes of a Netflix thing, and that's the assignment. It's pretty great. Um, so we are. Uh, I just wanted to shout out the Facebook question, which I don't know if I really talked about yet. Um, that we had on there that I kind of wanted to focus on because I think there's a lot of great. It's it's kind of a tough time right now. February's gray, and people are. Um, 
you know, sometimes I think it's like people just need a lift to kind of get through. Or maybe there's been a tragedy in someone's life and you just want to do something for them or give them something of yourself. And most of us who are listening here probably think right away of food, giving someone food. So um, the question was, you know, basically, I was just wondering what you bring your friends when they need comfort. You know, if whether it's a loved one who passed or just a lifting of the spirits, what do you cook that does the trick? And some of the great comments we have, um, potato soup. Aaron brings potato soup, which is totally my go-to, Aaron, as well. Uh, Missy says that she just cooked this for her friend last night, and it's slow cooker beef and polenta. Polenta's a good comfort, man, I tell you what. Uh, Sarah says, wild rice soup, a take-and-bake baguette, and a bagged salad. That's perfect, right? You have soup, you have your salad that I don't have to think about and make. I can just put it together, and a baguette, right? Absolutely, no work. What about you? Make sure nobody has to... Put any work into it. That's what's comfort. If right. you're bringing me something that I, I have to put together myself, it might not happen. Yeah. No, I know. Well, that's yeah. the thing is like Pop you don't want to make it. And here's the thing. I kind of I kind of counsel against calling them and asking what they want because that's a burden in a weird way of sure. saying like, what can I like, do for you? Doesn't work. No, just bring it. Just, just bring it, it. Drop it on the doorstep. Walk away. Uh, I love the fact that Heartbeat Kitchen <laughs> says a loaf of homemade sourdough bread. And then Shannon Red Up says, I back up Heartbeat Kitchen and bringing sourdough bread. We have homemade jellies and spreads that we include. That's a great oh, one. That's so Just cute. Just a, a really great warm thing of bread with some spreads and jellies. And make that's sure easy. it's in a disposable yes. container because mm-hmm. nothing is worse than, can I have my pan back? Oh. I know you're, yeah, don't your even kid's ask. struggling with uh-uh. something, but... No, nope. don't don't do, no. don't expect your stuff back. No, don't ever expect it back. Um, hearty casserole that'll stick to the ribs and make them feel warm inside. Lasagna with ingredients from Cassetta. These are all great, you guys. Or lasagna from Cassetta. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Dueling grandma's shortbread cookies. Hello. Yes. Shortbread cookies are great. Soup and a box of Kleenex. Love it, Mary. Um, coffee and donuts. This was a thought one. Not cooked by me, but so many fab local options. There's always the right one for the right occasion. I thought that's a great, like, bringing, like, a big thermos of coffee and some donuts in the morning. That's kind of a sweet way of giving a lift to someone. Why don't we not have donuts here? I'm just going to put that out there. Like it's here a Saturday right now? morning. Like, right now, I fully expected. So, I don't love donuts. I know, but I'm not, like, a donut girl. Like, if there's donuts here, I'm like, yes, thank you. But I'm never going to get the donuts. Okay. Yeah. N- note to self. Yeah. But I mean, like I take like banana bread or I would do because that's almost savory, but like or like a pound cake, that kind of thing. Maybe make a pound cake. And those are really nice things to bring too. I Saran bring pound wrap. cakes to people. You could, people can throw that in a freezer, bring it out anytime they need a snack. Yep. Sometimes, especially if you're sick or you've just <sighs> been through sur- surgery. Honestly, it would take, it's almost too much effort to put a bowl of anything in the microwave. It's, sometimes you can be in that point. Yes. And then pound cake with, with, oh, I love the idea of the little jams. Yep. And I little love that idea. I never butter, even thought about that. Yeah. Like making a of sort of a sandwich thing that you could just, you know, throw together, you know, like a sandwich from, from donuts. Yeah. From donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that soup is very, very big. Um, and I love that, uh, that, that seems to be like, I, that's so Minnesotan to me. Like that's how we roll. Right. Would that change in the summer. Yeah, what, what would, would you, you do in the summer? I think I would probably bring just a baked pasta, though. You know what I mean? Maybe. A big salad. Like pasta a baked salad. pasta. No, yeah. like like I would bring like a baked ziti or something, maybe, mm. that then you pop in the oven whenever you need it. Right. I've brought for a friend's um, on meal train things. I've brought, I did this one, which was, I think, fun. Did the Super Bowl sandwiches. You know, those little like beef sandwiches made on Hawaiian rolls? But Ham. then I baked them and I ham? dropped them and they were like, 
oh my god, my kids went nuts. It was wonderful. Like right. we just pulled the sandwich out. And Are you talking about the little ham ones with the Dijon mustard? Whatever. Situation? Yeah, you oh, put I on, you put the, you put, you cut your ha- your rolls in half, and I use brioche instead of Hawaiian. Again, not sweet. And then you put on, you put like a mayonnaise spread, and then you put ham or roast beef, and then you put cheese like Havarti. Then you put the thing on the top. You put the loafy part on the top, and then you drizzle that butter with ranch dressing powder in it. Oh, it's so good! It's so wrong, and it's so good. Okay. And then you bake it, and it just basically melts, and like that, it just yeah. is so yummy. Well, and I'll go back to salads. If you don't put lettuce, if you don't put any leaves in your salad, yes. it keeps forever. That's you true. You can put a bean salad, corn, beans, red peppers, uh, olives, tomatoes. Done. That will sit in your refrigerator. I don't know if you're supposed to, but I will eat on that all week. Can I tell you one thing that I think is a kind of an awkward thing is um, charcuterie plates. Like some someone was like, oh, let's send them a cheese board. I'm like, no, nope. here's the thing, you guys like the cut meats. They they like no, it doesn't last like and that's sort of like I'm sitting there looking at this. and like, so I have to pick at this now or what? Stick it in my fridge. And then it's just like they get. Mushy, mushy crackers. Yeah, and I just, I just think like that's an idea for if you're going to eat it now, you're going to snack at it, and that's wonderful. But then it, don't force like the ideas to bring a gift of food that then can be now, can be later, can be up to them. Easy to has consume. to be easy. Yeah, As, absolutely has yeah. to be easy. When I had my surgeries, uh, one of my friends brought a giant platter from Marina's. You know, Marina's on yes. Central. Oh my gosh, Marina's we Deli. ate off of that for days and yeah. it just stayed fresh in its own, just never even moved it to a different container. No, nope, nope. that's great. Yes. And, and that was, what everything. was it? So what, what was it? In? Oh, it was like gyro meat and yeah. uh, hummus and yeah. veggies. Their tabbouleh, I think. Tabbouleh was oh, in there. So everything, good. yeah. Egg, uh, eggplant, you know, everything was in there and it was just, you could have a little bit of this with this and then the next day make it, yeah, it was, I think the pita probably didn't last very long, but yeah. It's, it's all good, yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. And I think that if you're thinking about somebody who needs a lift right now, and just and also I'm very much uh, a proponent of doing, like, the drop. You know what I mean? Just drop it on their doorstep. Don't even necessarily, like, if you know that they're going to be home, you know, drop some food on their doorstep, text them saying, hey, I just gave you a delivery, and then go. Absolutely. You know, because sometimes it's just like that little gift without that moment of like forcing you to think that you have to have makeup or you have to talk to me about whatever's going on. Like maybe you just you just need, you know, a moment. Right. I'm there for that. I'm here for that. That's what I'm saying. I'll take soup. Okay, you'll take soup? Sure. I know. I feel like since Hanson's gone, if we went, I do know her garage code, you guys. So if I do need to get into her uh, <laughs> into her freezer and get some soup, I would do that. What does she have? She has a thousand things. Does she? A thousand things and a thousand soups. Let's go. I know. I know. Um, okay, so since it is peak winter, by the way, there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Like, besides the Klondike Derby, I know you're going to sit in your couch, and I'm proud of you for this as well. Thank you. But um, <clears throat> if you're not, then maybe you're going to go to the Fire and Ice. Oh, that was last night. There's a ton of, like, local things happening all over town, like little local things, like Crystal's Winter Lude, where there's free popcorn and Zumba demos at Columbia Heights, Snow Blast. I don't know why. This weekend is, like, everybody's community festivals is this weekend. It's interesting that it's a week before, is it a week before Valentine's I think Valentine's it's because Day? it's the week before Valentine's Day and Super Bowl next weekend. And then after that, technically, we get into, is it President's Day the weekend after that? Yes. So then we're into, like, by the way, here's the deal. They start pulling skating rink stuff mid-February because the sun gets so warm and normally... <laughs> Define warm. I know. Well, in the last couple of years, that hasn't really worked out. They right. did extend it. But technically, once you're past President's Day, they tend to shut down 
uh, local skating rinks because the sun usually melts the ice. Wow. I know. We so never we talked are... about Valentine's Day. We I know. We did. Well, I know. Well, I will tell you that next week we are going to be live at Max's at, for Valentine's Day. Um, the jewelry store. The jewelry oh, store where beautiful. there are beautiful chocolates. I'm very excited about that. And both us and the shop girls will be there if you guys want to come out. And say, hey, I know my friend Leslie Miller from Amuse Wine is going to be there talking about come out. Uh, wine and chocolate pairings. You should just come on and say, hey, sure. shop a little Done. chocolate, shop a little jewelry. Done. We always end up with a, a package or two when we leave there. Thanks, Alex, for joining. Thank you. How can people find you on Instagram quickly? Alex Lodner. Find her. All right. Thanks, everybody. Ciao, ciao. Have a great day.